Welcome to the Authentic Wellness Podcast. This is where I, Sophia, a real woman, speak to real women and some men about issues that matter to all of us. Now, without further ado, let's talk about it. Welcome to another episode of the Authentic Wellness Podcast. And as we've started doing lately, this is our authentic check-in. And today we are talking about people-pleasing. This is a very um, vulnerable episode for me because I don't believe this is a story I've ever really told before, not to anyone out loud. Um, I don't often go back to this place, but I feel if I am really going to help the people that listen, that I should be completely open, honest, and bare my soul. So here goes. This is a story of when I was really, really young. I, I want to say I was either in my early um, middle school years. It couldn't have been more than maybe fifth or sixth grade. And my brother took me to his company picnic. He worked for this big grocery store chain, which I will leave unnamed. And they had a company picnic, as most big companies do, for team building and things like that. And that's another story in and of itself, because I was, by the time I was eight, I was almost an only child in the house. My siblings had gone off to either the military or to college, and I was the only one left in the house. So I really was raised as an only child after eight years old. And I loved and adored and still do my eldest brother. And he would say sometimes he's coming around to pick me up and things like that. And often he didn't show up, but this one time he really did. So my dad let me go. He let me go with him to his company picnic and he drove me there. And it was just me and him. As far as I can remember, it was many, many years ago. So as far as I can remember, I just know I was with him. We were there and we were having fun and there were other children from our community as well as other communities of the workers because I think it was a regional thing. So we were at a park, I believe, and there was this pond or this lake, something with a pier. And a lot of the kids, some I knew, a lot I didn't, but being that my father was from Jamaica and um, West Indians really raised their children differently. I wasn't often allowed to go off and do things that quote unquote normal kids could do. So I was just glad to be out having fun and whatnot. And I really wanted to make friends. So nobody knew how deep the, the pond or the lake was. And God knows, um, they were looking for volunteers to, you know, kind of jump in and see if you could touch the bottom. Why I volunteered, God only knows, because I cannot swim. I can't. So I said, yeah, I'll do it. Hoping, you know, I don't even think at that point there was hope that I would come back up. I just didn't assume it wasn't that deep. And I would like touch the bottom as soon as I jumped in and be like, hey, you know, it's fine. Everybody jump in. But I went under. I went and I went under and 
I just knew when I went in, it was a bad decision. But when I went down, it was even worse because it felt like I was free falling and I was down there for what seemed like ever, really. It was a matter of a few minutes where I was bobbing up and down. And finally, you know, they figured out I was in distress and pulled me out. And it was like that anti-climactic moment where, okay, you did this, hoping you'd make friends. They pulled me out. I'm on the pier now, soaking wet, looking like a wet dog. And everybody kind of like walks away. That was it. That's my ultimate people-pleasing moment. So it totally and completely backfired. Totally and completely backfired. I almost drowned because I was trying to get these people to like me. I almost drowned because I wanted to make friends. I wanted them to be happy with me. And I was willing to put my life in danger. And when you're a kid, granted, you don't think that it's going to end this way. But looking back now, I can see how it spiraled into something I didn't want it to spiral into. I went to the total other extreme to where I deliberately did things that I wanted to do, yes, but it pushed other people away because I figured if you're not going to like me, I don't care and I don't care about your feelings. So it, it worked against me ultimately. So there are times when you become a people pleaser, you do something and maybe you find that it works and people just continue taking and taking and taking from you. And on the other hand, I was a people pleaser because I wanted the friends, I wanted people to like me, I wanted their approval and it didn't happen. So therefore I went to the other extent, to the extreme, and didn't care if anybody liked me. And it still didn't turn out the way I wanted. So it took me many, many years to just kind of find that balance, that equal equilibrium in my life of what, what I'm willing to do to be liked or if anything. And it made me stronger in the end, but I suffered through many years of lost friendships and many years of just not knowing who I was or what I was until I was willing to do the work of finding out what was wrong and, and why I did the things that I did. All that to say, I want to share how detrimental people-pleasing is. And maybe you don't think you're a people-pleaser, and that's okay. It's, it's a journey we all have to travel for ourselves. But I want you to at least examine your ulterior motives. I want you to examine why you do the things you do because you don't have to put yourself in danger. You don't have to maybe take on more tasks that then you want to or that you need to stress yourself out and make other people's lives easier while your life is in a shambles just because you want to be able to hang out with this person or you want to be able to have somebody to call on the phone 
and have a trivial conversation. The root of people pleasing is somewhere along the lines, you were taught that you weren't enough as you are. And I can see where that happened to me in my childhood, where again, being raised by a Jamaican father or a Jamaican mother, both my parents are from Jamaica, and but he, my father was the chief dis disciplinarian where it made me different from others. Just the way we lived and the way we did things, the way I dressed, that made me different. And back in those days, which is the early 80s, that was not accepted. It was not, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? It wasn't, it was ethnic, but it, it wasn't, really appealing to other people. We were in a boat, so to speak. And if you were on the outside looking in, it was extremely different, not better, just different. And I had to, I felt like behave a certain way to be liked. Or when I left the house, I was totally different than I was at home, the way I was comfortable being. And I wondered why did it feel so hard when I'm already at capacity for the things that I could deal with in my life to just be myself. I got to a place where I just wasn't willing to risk my health and happiness to not make other people uncomfortable. And we all get there at different times. So if you're still not there yet, that's totally okay. The only thing I want for you today is to realize that you have to examine yourself. That is it. That is completely it. And a lot of women are raised as being good girls and they're do, they do as they're told and they don't make anyone uncomfortable and they don't make people feel like what they're doing isn't enough. But at the same time, what about what you're doing for yourself? If you never let anyone down, if you never let anyone you know, find out their place or find their comfort in being uncomfortable, how does that help you? Because we're all in this together. We all are made to grow and have a community together. We are. That's what us as women do. We build each other up. We make each other stronger. And sometimes that means discord. If you never tell anyone you have a, an issue with them, how will they learn your boundaries. And this goes back to the episode, um, our last authentic check-in about boundaries. And I probably should have done, th done this one first, but I feel like things happen in the order they're supposed to happen. So boundaries, then people-pleasing. Because why do you do it? You can't be the peacekeeper in every situation. You can't be the um, person who never lets anyone down in any situ in every situation because if you never let anyone down they'll never learn to deal with disappointment and that in and of itself is a disservice you do people a disservice when you don't allow them to find their own way when you don't allow them to kind of feel what it's like to lack your um, input and I'm doing this totally unscripted. As you know, if you've listened to my podcast before, 
when I started it back in, I believe, 2017 or now, I don't do it. As, uh, I don't use scripts. I don't use anything. So this is totally off the top of my head, totally from my heart, because I don't want it to seem like I'm trying to be anything other than myself. It took a long time to get here and it took a lot of work to get here. And I want you to be able to do that work for yourself too. But if you never allow people to feel the hurt, you never allow people to feel the pain or feel the wanting, they'll never cherish it when it's real. They never will feel the authenticity of true happiness of accepting people for themselves. And there's nothing like that. My husband and I were, were talking earlier today and it could be many days from the time that you're listening to this, or it could be just, you know, this morning, but whatever. It's such a beautiful feeling when you're content, when you know you've done all that you could do, when you know that you are exactly where you're supposed to be. And when you keep swooping in to make them okay, that does them a disservice. And I can guarantee you that they will respect you more, they will love you more, and they will appreciate you more if you're there when you truly want to be, as opposed to being there out of obligation. It works wonders to just allow people to walk their journey and then you're there when you can be. I would rather somebody be there for me authentically as opposed to being there just because they want me to like them. Because honestly, that doesn't really work. All it does is make people get used to you doing stuff for them. So they learn to call you every time they can't handle their own lives, life's matters. And then you have to look at the flip side of the coin when you're thinking about who's there for you when you need something. Who's actually putting up that sacrifice? Now, I'm not saying it's quid pro quo. You get this for that. But at the same time, who's there for you? Can you call that same person and they're going to give you that same level of commitment? And now if it's an equal give and take relationship where you're not doing things out of obligation, but you're doing, you're doing it because you actually have the bandwidth to take it on, fine. Absolutely fine. And they do for you because they have the bandwidth to take it on, fine. Absolutely fine. But if it's just because you want to be liked or you feel like you want to be loved or you don't want anyone to be upset with you or you want to be the peacemaker or you don't want them to suffer the consequences, that's not going to work because there's going to be a time when you're not there. There'll be a time when no one can save them from themselves. And it's better, it's sooner rather than later. So they can get used to dealing with the hard things as opposed to not knowing how, because there's going to come a moment and we all have those moments, whether it's losing someone, a divorce, a death, um, any type of grief, any type of separation. But there's going to come a time when you won't be able to be there and they're going to go 
crazy because they don't know how to deal with it. We all have to learn things in our own way. And it's not, it's not mean, it's not rude, it's not um, uncaring, unloving if you let people learn. You had to learn. And this is something new you have to learn. So it's my hope that you'll just examine yourself, examine your motives, and see if you're, you're being a people pleaser or if you're authentically there for people because you have the ability to do so. And one suggestion I can make, even though I know it's not um, economically feasible for a lot of people, if you feel the need to be a people pleaser to that extent, go get a customer service job because there you're paid to constantly make sure the customer is always right. There you get paid to constantly acquiesce to somebody else's demands. The hospitality industry is there for you to do that. It's okay. It's okay. And even if now isn't the right time for you to deal with it, that's okay. But just acknowledge it. Think about it. So this is Sophia Antoine, and I am the authentic wellness coach. I just want you to be happy, whole, and healthy in any way you possibly can. And we're starting here. The holidays are coming up and we're going to see maybe a lot of family that we've not seen and they're going to give a lot of backhanded compliments and things are going to happen. People are going to argue and you're going to just be on guard and your body's going to be full of stress. You don't have to live that way. You don't have to do those things. If you don't want to have dinner with everybody, stay home. Let the experience be on your terms. Stay home. Because, and just another quick story from my life, the, my husband and I decided we wanted to start making our own traditions. Because for the longest time, when we had kids, we would go to my mom's house and we decided one year we wanted to stay home and start making our own traditions. My mother was livid. We were a new couple. Well, kind of new, but it was she was just used to having the kids at home with her on these holidays and things like that. So it was way different if I decided that I wasn't coming, I wasn't making the trip. And we wanted to do something different. So she was livid and upset and a lot of things were said, but eventually she just had to deal with it. it on the years that we wanted to rotate and go somewhere else or go have another experience, she had to deal with it. And that's another place where I started breaking people-pleasing habits. So what you'll have to do, and I know you hear my neighbor's dog barking, hopefully, it's not too disruptive, but my neighbor's dog is barking. And that's how, you know, this is a real, real show. Um, I record downstairs in my office and I just, it, it is what it is. I don't edit. So if I mess up, cool. If I get through it in one take, cool. Whatever the case may be. Um, I just want you to have me 
open, honest, and raw. So that's what it is. So let me know by commenting um, either on the episode or on the blog page about people pleasing, whether you have experienced it or you know someone who's experienced it or you've been taken advantage of anything you want to say. And I'm definitely open and honest and I want to hear from you. All right. So I hope this authentic check-in has been beneficial. If not, I hope you can forward it to someone that it would benefit. And in the meantime, I hope you're well, take care of yourself, take time out for yourself because you're worth it. What I'm going to do now I am going to go have a nice hot shower and relax because I definitely need it. Take care. Thank you for listening. Please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Authentic Wellness Podcast. We've had the conversation. You have the information. The question is, what are you going to do with it? See you in the next episode.